This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. From that time on, after Peter confessed that Jesus was the Messiah, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and must undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. For you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of the Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Beloved family of God, grace and peace to you from God our Creator and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Earlier this summer, I wanted to share the joy that is Itasca State Park with my family. I had visited a number of times growing up and, and with friends, hiking the trails, playing in the headwaters of the Mississippi, but my children and even my wife had never been there before. So we took a, a Friday and Saturday trip up there earlier this summer, just the four of us, and it could not have gone worse. We set out uh, on the hiking club trail that we, it's our, one of our family goals to do the, the hiking club trails in a bunch of these state parks. So we set out on the trail and the mosquitoes were the thickest you had ever seen. You could hardly open your mouth without the risk of getting three or four trapped in there. We finished the hike had some much-needed lunch, and then we went to the headwaters of the Mississippi. Surely this would redeem our time. We were there for all of about three minutes before we heard the first rumble of thunder off in the distance, and then the second, and then the third coming ever closer. And then the downpour started. Over the next few hours, we'd get about three inches of rain. There was a time when it hailed in there for a little while. By the time it had finished, it was nearing our time when we needed to get on the road and get back home. We still look back on that time and prefer to kind of forget it. <laughs> we'll try to do a reboot, Itasca 2.0, maybe next summer. Right? The trip that we had imagined... And the trip that we had actually experienced could not be further apart from one another. And that disappointment was real. 
I wonder if you've ever had that experience too, where the, the way that you expect something to go and then how it actually goes are as wide as the east is from the west. Right? That disappointment is real. That really can be a letdown. These can be big, life-altering kinds of things, or they can be the kind of daily disappointments that happen in our relationships or in our community. I wonder what that disappointment must have felt like for Peter. Right? I think Peter can identify very well with that. Jesus has just revealed himself to be the Messiah. Not only that, but Peter has, has guessed right. If we remember the reading from last week, which is right before where our reading picks up today, Jesus asked the disciples, Who do you say that I am? Peter says, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Answers correctly an incredible confession for Peter and the disciples to understand who Jesus is. He's the Messiah, the Son of the living God, the long-awaited, anointed one who's come to save God's people. But then he starts talking about his death. And that's a, that's a hairpin turn from where the disciples were expecting things to go. Peter and the disciples were thinking Messiah. They were thinking crown. They were thinking throne. They were thinking glory. But where the disciples were thinking crown, Jesus comes instead to say cross. Where Peter and the disciples were thinking glory, Jesus comes instead to say death. The disciples have been longing for this sense of fulfillment. God's people have been waiting for this Messiah for hundreds of years. They want to rise to this sense of prominence. They want to be vindicated. They want to know they're on the right track. They want to know and be assured that they didn't make a foolish decision to give up their lives and livelihoods to follow Jesus. And they'll find this fulfillment but it's going to look a little different than they expect. It's a fullness that can only come through denial, which is hard for our brains to wrap around. Jesus sees their confusion and He understands that gap between what they hoped for and what God is actually doing in their midst. And so He begins to speak of crosses. If any of you want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Deny themselves, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. Now, through the years, this verse has been ripe for misrepresentation, <laughs> especially when it comes to the idea of bearing our crosses, right? Have we heard that phrase before, our cross to bear things? like that. There's a seminary professor, Dr. Richard Ward, who writes about this verse and writes powerfully about this kind of self-denial by describing what it isn't. He writes that, he writes, what does self-denial really mean? He says, frankly, the text in Matthew is pretty vague. Jesus doesn't lay out exactly what the self-denial is, but what it certainly does not mean, he writes, is to remain 
in a situation of abuse or to valorize it as our cross to bear. He says it doesn't mean hiding out from life's joys and blessings and responsibilities enclosing ourselves in self-righteousness and confusing it with self-sacrifice. He says it does not mean becoming one of life's doormats or continually to play a victim. It's the kind of self-denial that Jesus is talking about powerfully through Paul's letter to the Romans today. In the 12th chapter of Romans that we heard Kay read, the Apostle Paul offers us a long list of virtues that I think actually affirm a positive kind of way of self-denial. Denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following Jesus. He offers this long list of virtues that characterize cross-bearing in, I think, the best sense of the term. This list is punctuated with actions and attitudes that make life meaningful, that denying ourselves and following Jesus is about a genuine love for others. It's about this tenacious kind of goodness and perseverance that we can instill in ourselves and others in the face of evil. That we can experience patience in suffering. That we can even think to bless those who who persecute us. That we can cultivate empathy in rejecting opportunities for retribution. This list bubbles over with a sense of divine energy. I invite you to to spend some time with that second reading this week and see what comes up for you as you move throughout the week. Each little verse in there contains multitudes. As I was spending time with it this past week, what came up for me is an experience that I had last weekend with Pastor Aaron and with our 10th graders and their guides who are preparing to affirm their baptism later this fall. We spent part of our afternoon over at the community outreach garage, helping out as they prepare the transition to our new garage across the street, which if you didn't see on your way in today, be sure to check out on the way out a new garage for community outreach in the corner of our parking lot. They're bringing that ministry and vibrancy, a new sense of life, that genuine love that Paul speaks with and for others was evident. It was such a powerful experience to be there and serve and work together, that kind of that cultivating empathy and understanding across experiences, across cultures, across language, spoke a powerful testimony to the Holy Spirit at work. Those opportunities come up in our lives so often. And while we still live in a world where disappointments certainly happen, And the gap between the world that we hoped for and the reality can be still quite wide. We're given countless opportunities to participate in what God is doing here and now by being wholly devoted to loving God and serving our neighbor. I want to close with a a bit of a challenge to you this week. I'm going to read the section of Paul's letter to the Romans once more. 
just the, the encouragement toward action. I want you to notice that encouragement toward action. And I'd encourage you to listen and pick a phrase that you feel drawn to, a phrase that you feel called to, and to carry that with you in this week ahead. To provide some space for God to work and act in these ways in our community. So as we hear these words, I pray that the Spirit can speak word of life into us for the week ahead. May these words of encouragement from Paul be our guide. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. And persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Pursue hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be arrogant, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. Leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It's in these ways that we deny ourselves, we take up our cross, and we follow Jesus. May it be so in our lives and in our witness in the days and weeks ahead. And so we say thanks be to God. Amen.